0: Welcome to another episode of Fabrengen on the Sicha, Fabrengen on Ear. This Sicha is a tapestry of Talmudic concepts woven together in the most beautiful way. We have the honor and privilege to have Rabbi Yossi Lipsker from Sherman Oaks here with us for Fabrengen on the Sicha. Rabbi Yossi Lipsker uploaded over seven hours of content to the Project Lukutisicha's website, sharing the Sicha. With the world, so it's an honor to have you. How are you?
1: It's honor to be here. Baruch Hashem, I'm doing wonderful on this uh, on this great night that we're recording. Amazing, amazing. So l'chaim!
0: And uh, let's jump into this intricate, beautiful sicha. Uh, so as you, as we spoke, the Sikha has two parts to it: the beginning and and the end, or the the first part and the second part. And we're primarily going to focus on the second part of the Machlekes of Rebbe V'rabanon. So yeah. first, if, if you could share with us a little bit of how you went about the preparation for this sikha uh, and what your experience was,
1: uploading the sikha, learning the sikha. Sure. Um, every Sikha of the Rebbe that's mugah, edited in Makuta, the Sikhas obviously began with a unedited version, the Rebbe were presenting it by a fabringen. And I've always seen it the best way to really appreciate an edited sikha of the Rebbe is to first hear it as the Rebbe gave it over. So this is not the first time I'm presenting on on PLS. Any time in the past that they've asked me to give over a sikha for the project, I always uh, try to approach it completely unbiased. In other words, not not even to learn the edited sikha first, I always go to the unedited version. If it's a weekday sikha, I always listen to the Fabrin, like I did in this case where it's a very uh, deep Hadrin, just to hear the Rebbe say over the in, And uh, that way, I know I'm going into it the same way the people that helped edit the Likut went into it. This is how they heard it from the Rebbe, and this is how they processed the Sugya. And then from that, they were able to produce, uh, with the Rebbe's Hagois, the Sikha the way it appears in front of us today. So after doing that, then I turned to the Sikha. I usually gave it... uh, kind of a general overview. So I see the sugyas that I was dealing with. And I always also, in the same unbiased spirit, like to go into the gemaras or the sugyas themselves. So here, when as soon as I saw it, it's dealing with the sugya of carbonates and uh, the in and the gemara in Menachas and the gemara in Tainas and the Yerushalmi, I immediately, before anything, uh, opened up the gemara and Pasha learned through the sugyas. I familiarized myself with all the sources so that when I'm listening and uh, ready to absorb what it is that the Rebbe is going to be mechabesh, I'll be able to see it right away because I'll, I'll know all the background info. And then I went through the sikha, and uh, after all that, presented it on the recording. So beautiful. that way the person that learns can get that experience with me. In other words, getting the background and then being able to appreciate the sikha from there. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. Um, so th- let's focus, <coughs> let's jump into sif ches where we yeah. talk about the machlekes of Rebbe Rabbonon and the examples that the Rebbe will share in different Mesech throughout the, the different Mesech in shas and in, in Memore Chazal. Um, if you can give us the overview, I, I listened to one of your recordings where you shared about Eitz Lekut E'siches, um, a few details, the background of Rebbe Rabbonon, the novelty, the chiddush of the Rebbe, the unique take the Rebbe has in this um, machlekes. So if you can uh, begin and share with us a little insight into that.
1: Sure. So, uh, one of the more gishmaka parts of the Rebbe's Torah is the union of Torah Achas. Because anything that Rebbe taught us about Torah, it's the three statements of Chazal that we have Torah Achas, Torah Chaim, and Torah Emmas. The fact that everything in Torah is true, the fact that everything in Torah is a lesson, and the fact that everything in Torah is really one. And that this theme of the oneness and the unity in Torah Mamish pervades every part of the Rebus Trader, it doesn't matter if it's Nigler, if it's chiddis, or if it's Avedus Hashem, you always come across again and again this concept of Trader being one. And uh, one of the ways that it expresses itself is in this concept of Lishita the fact that we can link seemingly unrelated topics based on one, you know, underlying Yesoit or underlying fundamental principle. And the truth is that uh, this concept is not new, obviously, or unique to the Rebbe. The concept of linking different statements made by one or two individuals based on other statements that they've made actually appears in the Gemara, even though a fun fact is that the word Lishitase doesn't appear anywhere in Shas. I did a search. That,
2: really? that,
1: that, uh, that, th- that expression that we're very familiar with, Asli right. Lishitase, you won't find it anywhere on the pages of Gemara. In Gemara, you have a different word, which is Latame. Latame. He follows his reasoning. And uh, just... Very interesting. So where does it come from? So the the word Lashitasi appears first in the Mm Rishan. Rashi and Gemara, Taisvis, Me'iri, you see it a lot. Um, In the Gemara, they have Latame, Like, for example, and I I think it helps bring out the difference between Latame and Lashitasi, is that... um, in the Gemara, it's always one specific halakha bringing about the conclusion in another specific halakha. So we're talking about Rabbi Verabona. I'll just give a couple of examples about Rabbi Latameh. The, the words Rabbi Latame appear, I think, four or five times in the whole Shas, where the Gemara links two dinim of, uh, of Rabbi. For example, there's a story in the beginning of Masakta Baba Basra, where uh, there was a time of, of hunger, a drought. And Rebbe opened up his storehouses, and he said, Yekonsu bali mikra, bali mishnah, bali Hagada. Anybody who studied any part of Torah can come inside and get food. The al ame haaretz. But an you should not come in. So right. there was a guy whose name was Shimon ben Amram, and he comes to Rebbe's storehouse, and he says, Rebbe, pardon give me some food. So Rebbe right. says, uh, Karisa, have you learned Torah? He says, no. Shanisa, you learned mishnah? No. You learned anything? He says, no. So he says, how am I going to be my to you? I only, I, only gave, uh, I only gave permission mm-hmm. to give Parnassah to people that learn Tibet. So he said, Parnassahini, I think the ocean is co Basically, give me Parnassah although was another animal. And Rabbi gave him the food. And afterwards, he was in pain. What mm-hmm. was to me that I gave my bread to Ramaritz. So his as Talmudim asked him, maybe Shemim bin Amram was just hiding. Maybe he actually was wanting to get Talmudim. And he just didn't want to be uh, taking pleasure. Or gaining from Torah. And mm-hmm. Taka checked it out and that, and that was Taka the case. But the fact that he lamented that his Parnassah went to Ami'aretz, the Gemara observes, Rabbi L'tayim. Rabbi went according to his reasoning because Rabbi said elsewhere that punishment only comes to the world because of arts So because yeah. Rabbi helped that Parn- that punishment comes to Ami'aretz so when there's a punishment in the world, he wasn't going to feed arts So one didn't brings to another. Wow. There's another example of Masakta Menachis talk about the lechem upon him. Every Shabbos after Musaf we say the lekafta So the pasuk by lechem upon him says that you have to put shtayim ma'arachis, shesha ma'arachis. You put two piles of, of the lechem upon him, six in each pile. So the Gemara says, what happens if you put seven in each pile? Okay, and piled up 14 breads instead of 12. So Rabbi says, since they put six and six, the fact that they added a seventh one you makes don't. no difference. So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. The postage says that on top of the pile of bread you have to put frankincense. You have to put a spice. So if the top level of lechem upon him is really not part yeah. of the lechem upon him, so by putting the frankincense on top of that, how are you going to fulfill the, the condition? So the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Rabbi goes according to his reasoning. Rabbi touches the word al everywhere in Teirah, Bessamuch. Al doesn't mean on top of it, means next to it. So he interprets this pasuk by that the frankincense went on the side. So regardless of how tall the lechem goes, it's going to be kosher. There's a couple of more examples, but the point is that lataime means that one specific halacha will bring about results in another specific halacha.
0: Okay, so so now if you could explain that if if each one is contingent, if Rebbe holds in one place, do we need that piece to configure, to be configured into another sugya or the underlying, the underlying machlekes is a standalone theory that they each have and we don't need each sugya to tie in. If you could elaborate a little bit on that.
1: Right, so if I think, if I understand what you're asking, you're basically going to the next level right. of what the say adds over the time. Basically, right. in, order to, oh. to, in order to link these two Machlekes and a Rebbe, you don't have to have any uh, major fundamental principle that Rebbe looks at life in a certain way or looks at Terida in a certain way. He holds this here and this here, right. so the two come together. But nothing necessarily is underlying both of those uh, mm. halachas that could then be reapplied to, let's say, a halacha elsewhere that, that is attributed to Rebbe. The concept of Lishitase really goes deeper. Lishitase says there's got to be something under what the Rebbe calls a yisait in many places that uh, brings about what Rebbe said over here and what Rebbe said over there and what Rebbe said in many, many other places. And uh, I think this is the type of Lishitase that the Rebbe always talks about. And it's connected to another very famous part of the Rebbe's Torah, where he was always the uh, many, many purushim. So let's say one word in Torah has many explanations. There's the famous and in Parshas told us in Khele Gimel. The Rebbe is always been to everywhere in the Kutuz Sikhah, so where it talks about how we were bring together multiple layers of Torah. It always goes back to that sikhah where the Rebbe
0: wow.
1: deals at length with the concept that everything in Torah as one has to always be be, uh, be connected. There's actually a fascinating letter from Printed at the back of Chilik uh, Tazayim and Kut where the Rebbe says to a guy, by the name of Reb Levin, who was asking the Rebbe's opinion about the correct way to teach Pet. So says, "I found in recent times that people are shifting from uh, the method of pupil, deep, you know, Talmudic analysis, to more simple Seichel so, Yasher, you know, talking straight and uh, critical analysis proper of the Gemara." And the Rebbe tells him, obviously, any way to learn Torah is, is fantastic, no matter how they're learning it. But it's true that uh, this idea of Seichel Yasha, going straight, really is the original way that people used to learn Torah in the time of the Shahs and the rishayin. And the Rebbe writes to him, Ulai mishitasi Maybe you've already heard about my general method in this area. To add another point, like the Raghachavar used to do, to find that point, that partners, that unites this Indian the with other details. And uh, Muvenesh, the Rebbe says, it's obvious the depth that's added because of that. the And certainly the breadth. When you can see Teira in that all-encompassing way, you get a whole new window into the truth of, uh, of Teira. It's, so, interesting,
0: it's interesting that the Rebbe <coughs> connects that type of pilpul to a, a straight type of pilpul. In other words, right.
1: that's the straight okay. way to learn. Right, right, Be- because it acknowledges that the truth of Torah across the board. Right, and uh, and of course that 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 finds expression in many many siches, and I think that's what lies at the core of the Rebbe's unique approach to the where he would bring up you know multiple machlekesin of and Bishilom, of and Rabbanu, or this week a Rebbe and and he would say that. What connects these sugyis is not so much that one halacha brings to the other, which brings to the other. There's, a, there's another floor, there's a basement, there's a foundation to this building that Rabbi looks at Torah in one way, to look at Torah in another way. And uh, from that point, we can then have a deeper understanding into all of Machlekes. just mentioned something uh, about, you know, one suya linking to the other. I actually mentioned it in the shir as well, but I did a little more research into it afterwards. There's a famous drush, from the Nedabi Huda called the Drush of Yal Kagam. There's a safer that he has, of course, when the Hezcalando wrote the Shabbos HaTshuvah's Medo B'Yehuda, but another safer of his is called the Deidish De Metziyeh, where his son collected 13 drushes that his father said in his lifetime. When did these big rabbinim say drushes? So we talk about it a lot, the Shabbos the drush, and the Shabbos HaGadul drush. But that's actually what it was. The Shabbos and the Shabbos he gave very very deep pilpulin, especially Nigla, nothing to do with Pesach or Rosh Hashan. So the, the final drush in that sefer, the 13th one, it took two and a half years to say. It started on Shabbos Shuvah Kuf Yud Aleph and it ended on Shabbos HaGadol or Shabbos Shuvah Tav Kuf Yud Gimel. Basically, every time he gave a speech, six months later, he continued the drush. And the idea was, the famous gemara, which says that, you know, we always pass him like Rava, in all over Shas, except for six cases, which have the Rosh of Yal Kagam, Yud Ayin Lamed Kuf Gimel Mem. And they each stand, it's an acronym, for, for different suyas. So the name of asks, how come it's in that order? If you look at the cases with the sources where they find themselves, it doesn't follow the order of shots. Yud is Yehoshalei Midas, that's in Bava Metziah. The Lamed, which according to most opinions, is Lechi, is a Gemara in eight of them. So the Lamid should have been first. And he says that it seems to me that because of the way the Gemara decides the Halacha by Yehoshalei Midas, is what leads to the halacha by Eid Zayman was what leads to the halacha by Lehi, et etc. Each time he gave a drasha, he explained one more link. So the first year he explained the Yud and the Ayin, then he explained the Ayin and the Lamed, then the Lamed and the Kuf, etc. And he didn't even finish. His son, after he passed away, made the last link. But that—that's—that's that's, that's before the Rabbis' way of the Shitaasi. The Rabbis' is to say there's an underlying, underlying Um, I found it in the there's a note the Rebbe wrote to himself, it seemed, doesn't, it's undated, but it seems like it's Tafshin He, because the Rebbe refers to what he said last year, and we have a Siyam Ashas from the Rebbe in Tavshin Dalit. So in Tafshin Hay 1945, the Rebbe uh, writes a beer in the Mechlekes of Bishameh and silo and uh, connects it to the famous Lashitasi of Bishameh and silo which is B'kayach or B'peil. Uh, Bishameh looks at the potential, and silo looks at the, the actual, and there is a paragraph there, Some for those that want to know exactly where it is, where um, the Rebbe says, when you talk about the machlekes and the bishamay and bisilo, you have two options how to go about it. Or you can find a new reason in every machlekes, or you can look for a general theme, a general method. Which allows you to understand multiple dinim at once. Who so can move on? The Rebbe says it's obvious that but the second way is more logical. And closer to the truth, because it matches in many many areas. Where if you just said this is the one machlekas of the Shaman and the silo, who knows how it pans out? If one svarek can pan out in multiple places, now you know it's truer. So obviously that describes you know deeper truth to the Rebbe's, uh, to the Rebbe's approach on the shita Say. But um, that's the general the general gist of things. Do we right. want to talk about the concept of tzichas also before we go into it?
0: Yeah, let's jump into that. Okay,
1: so there's another layer. Besides for the Rebbe's unique uh, contribution in this world of Lishitase, there's an even more unique level, which we don't find anywhere, really. The concept of Lishitase we find in many, many svarim, But the way the Rebbe took it a step further to what's called the Tzichasa is completely unique to the Rebbe. And basically what it says is, just like in Gemara, if the Gemara says a machlekes between two Tanoim or two amayrohim, And they argue about two very seemingly similar things. The question always has to be, why did they have to argue twice? If they argued once, and there's an Mm -hmm. underlying principle, so that applies to the same makhlekes as well. And in Gemara, we have what's called a tzrichasa. It is needed. The Gemara says, if they would only argue over here, you might think that in principle B, they might both agree. If they only argued in principle B, you might think that in principle A, they both agree. By arguing both times, that shows that there's a new level of depth so there are makhlekes where you need to have them in both, in both places. And the Rebbe applied this to any time he spoke a sikh on the so You can't just say, if we say a you know, Meir and a Yudha argued about something, so first we demonstrated in six, seven places in the Gemara, which is fantastic. You know, you see six, seven times that they argue about the same principle, but then you have to ask yourself, why did they argue so many times? If a mayor looks a period in one way, a bittah looks at another way, so that's it. Once we found it out once, we'll know it everywhere. We can apply it ourselves. And the Rebbe therefore goes and says, there must be a tzichhasa. There must be a reason why in each additional uh, something new is added. For example, in the b'kayach and mekayer, potential and actual. There are many, many layers of potential, many, many layers of actual. By b'shamay and Bishul arguing in all the cases, we get a window into exactly when Beis looks at the potential and exactly when Beis looks at the actual. In the famous Hadron, Tafshem Bemches, where the Rebbe really dealt with this concept at, at its biggest length, we find in the Haris, the Rebbe, for that reason, rejecting some of the Makhlekesen that earlier Mafarshan had associated with the Bekayach and Bepayel. Like if Yosef Engel and Beis and others, he says certain Makhlekesen, and the Rebbe says, no, those don't go into the category of Bekayach and Bepayel. In other words, it's not like... Once you can say and Bissilah, argue about this, it goes into every single right. machlech. Right, It's very limited, only as far as the amount of times that are required. Actually, in the project of the Zichas, uh last week or two weeks ago, we learned the zikha and Bissilah in the and um, the HaGiga. Yeah, Bishamra looks at things. Um, what is it? It, it, the the whole the, the... looks at looks at the pratin, right? Yeah, the, the entire looks, at, whole looks at the club. Yeah, yeah. So Rabbi, Shachat, after the Rebbe said that tzicha, asked wrote into the Rebbe a question, that uh, this is the opposite of the Koyach and Poyol.
2: Hmm.
1: By Koyach and Poyol, we say B'shamayi goes to the potential, and B'shilo goes to the actual. And here we're saying that B'shamayi looks at the Pratim, and B'shilo takes the general view of the klalin. Right. So uh, the Rebbe wrote to him that Koyach and and P'nim y'vichitzen ain't amzehim klal the two concepts of potential and actual, and inner versus outer, are totally incomparable. Didn't explain, so that, that's the makudah of, the, of of the explanation. But in other words, it's not like there's a you know one size fits all, be all end all beer of Basham, and b'siloh. But there are these general themes which then can you know explain multiple multiple layers of the machlekes. But the tzricha says a very very fundamental point, which says that each one has to be required. And I even saw, uh, I think we learned it last year in the project chilekutches the um, there's a ha'ara there, uh, I haven't written down exactly, it's Ha'ara 72 in the Sikha, where the Rebbe says, Taka, that uh, the fact that we find that Abiyasha and Abhiesha didn't argue about a certain topic is because we can learn it from the other ones. Right. In other words, the Rebbe took this very seriously. If, if has Sicha, so there has to be a Sikha, there has to be a Sikha, and if it's not needed, then Peter doesn't tell us that, and we can learn it on our own, that, that Abiyasha and Abiyasha argued about these things. So with Rabbi and it's the exact same thing that uh, first the Rebbe says in this Sikha that all the seven and that come up are built on one foundation, not just that on one brings to the other. And then I get to the Sikha, even though the Rebbe doesn't say it clearly in the Sikha, and I also mentioned this in the Shir, but on the fabringen, you could hear that Rebbe mention the point where the Rebbe says that, as we've spoken many times, whenever we say L'shitase, there has to be a Sikha. And in the same vein, um, by Rebbe that principle applies. And here, the Rebbe worded it a bit differently. The Rebbe said, it's true that in every machlekis of Rabbi B'rabanon, there are different reasons for their arguments. But there's also the tzad there's also the common denominator. In other words, the Rebbe was expressing the concept of in a bit of a variation, where it's not that each one is needed to teach us additional parts of the underlying Yisayi Rabbi but that, besides for that one, there's other timing, other reasons why this machlekes is needed. But regardless, the principle of b'tzrichasay remains. If Taylor communicates to us a in an additional place, it has to be that uh, that, that, that there was a reason for it. So really, you sarcasm. have bipartisan, huh? So
0: you really have three parts. The, the whole idea of lishita sayu, yeah. Re- well, four parts. You have Litame, l- l- and then at the next level is lishita sayu, and then. Where it's needed. In other words, it doesn't apply in all cases. You have a tzrichasa, and then you have, and then even on the the, that last component, is the last thing you just shared,
1: right? Right, where there could be another reason for the machlech, right? And that could be the tzrichasa, right? Yeah, it's the truth. And I I think I mentioned before that Rebbe says, you know, three parts of tera, teras chayim, teras emes, tera achas. Right. I think the reason that the Rebbe went to the tzrichasa is because of a teras emes shabuzah. In other words, this teras achas. Torah is one. It's true. But if Torah is really true, then every part of Torah has to be v'takva sadir. And the reason that Torah says it in multiple places is because of uh, multiple things. By the way, I don't know if it's exactly connected to the Lishitasi, but we find in the Rebbe's tera, um that personalities also dictated the way people said halachas. Right. So here in this we have Rebbe Verabonon um, how we look at L'Shaynas in Chazal or in Taida. Do we take a Kipshutai? We didn't even speak about it yet, but we'll get into it in a moment. But we're not. Sometimes we find, like, especially in Rashi Sikhas we find this, where um, Rashi brings the name of the person that said, it, you and know, the Rebbe introduced this very unique principle. Mm-hmm. Rashi only said the name of the Bala Maimur, where it's M'Chadish something, right. to the Talmud mm-hmm. to the sharp, to the sharp to the student. And many times it comes from their lifestyle, their personality. The Rebbe says, you know, Rabbi Sengwai, we find in the Gemara, he was one way, he was, was from the Milchassim, so therefore he brought out the my love of the simple people, whatever it is, or Rabbi Kiva, or Rabbi one was a Kayan, one was a ben In other words, it wasn't just the way that they looked at Pera necessarily, or they looked at a specific issue, but it was who they were. The Like who, who he was as a person could could uh, could have expressions in the way it was in Pera. It's, it's fascinating, this whole concept, but it really what it boils down to is the Rebbe's deep, deep belief in the truth and the unity of Torah that, uh, that brought it out, which is another reason why I love listening to the Sikhs, because when you listen to the Rebbe give over such an Indian, you can hear the gishmak that, uh, that he's putting into it, and it gives you a gishmak in, uh, in learning in your.
0: There's also, uh, <coughs> I, th- I think a few, two years ago or last year, the Sikha where Rebbe spoke about the Yerushalmi, you know, th- in other words, the, where the person comes from, where right, he lives, right. yeah, also influences. Right, right, exactly.
1: That was the stones, right? The feel like your ache everything. They did, It was a different set.
0: Yeah. So the area, the the the, the uh, I guess the the environment of the place the person is in plays a, a role in the personality of the person, which right? Then influences all the next steps. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree with that. Okay. So let's go to the examples. How Rabbi Rabbanan play out. In, in throughout Shas and and and, and in uh, different memory Chazal where the Rebbe continues in let Yeah, yeah.
1: Start,
0: let's start with the first example. Okay. But let's I just
1: need to give the, the principle first. What what is Oh yeah yeah. So that's in Sifhe, where the Rebbe okay. puts down the um, the basic the basic machlekes that 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 lies under all the all the inyanun, which is this should be the lashon of the Sifah here. A lashon in their When you have expressions used by Torah, used by Chazal, and similarly used by people, if it has to be explained exactly uh, in its most literal sense and its most all-encompassing, including all the details, or it's possible to mean just a portion or maybe even one detail. So long as it fits the Lashen, that classifies as a good translation or a good expression or a good meaning or a good interpretation of, uh, of a specific expression. So in the Sikha, the Rebbe deals with carbonates When the Pasuk says and describes the carbon of wood as a carbon. So according to the Rebbe, it's got to be kipshote mamish in its most literal sense, most all-encompassing sense. So if the terra calls wood a carbon, so it has to be mamish a carbon to the point that it's barbam is and that it requires all the things that accompany a carbon like salt, pizza, and being brought into the mizbeach and and, and wood versus the Rabbanon say no if we're calling it a carbon it's enough to say that it's a carbon in the sense that it ultimately got burnt on the mizbeach whether it got burnt on its own or it got burnt with other wood as the rabbi's in the Sikha we're not getting to that part but that's 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 the first expression that it takes in the Sikha. and then in Sifchas, like you said we get examples you know one from each uh, one from each seder and Shas. so why don't you lead the way on that you know if, where we're gonna so start let's
0: let's start let's start with the, the first one. Uh Rabbi Rabanon in, in in Shema Kirsava. Yeah. So let's start with that one.
1: Okay. So that's the one that Abba deals with in, in Sivches. Yeah. Which is um, there's a braisa that says Krishma Khirsava. The question is: do you have to say Krishma? Of course, there's a mitzvah to say Shema twice a day, in the evening and in the morning, and the Shachbachov of And the question is if you have to say the words of Krishna, the way it's written in the Torah, or you can say it in any language. So Rabbi holds it has to be Kiksava the way it's written. And Rabbanon hold that it has to be, it doesn't have to be Kiksava, it could even be b'chal So the Rebbe, before even going to anything else, right away ties it into this principle. Rabbi says, we look at kriyashma, kriyashma is a of Torah. It's words of Torah. They have to be taken in their most pashuta and all-encompassing sense. So if there's a to read kriyashma, so we have to literally read the l'shena that it says in the Torah. Versus that Abbanan can say that, uh, no, the mitzvah is to say the techen of kriyashma. As long as you said the content, you're good. You said it in English, you said it in Spanish or French, it doesn't make a difference. Then I have to add something in that sif, by the way, which I think is very, you as well. Maybe I should have mentioned it before in the content of l'shitaseh. The Rebbe goes on to say in, 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 that the Gemara actually provides a reason for this Makhlechus. The Gemara says what, what Rebbe and Rabbanu are arguing right. about. Right. Rebbe picks on the word Vahayu. The Pasuk says Vahayu and they have to be, which means yihu. They have to be as they are. And Chachalim uh, says, no, it says Shema. Shema is B'challash. As long as you hear it, as long as you as as long as you understand it. Right. So the Rebbe says, how am I connecting this Makhlechus of Rebbe and to the general principle? The Gemara says, says itself why they are. Right. And the Rebbe says, the point that happens to be in that Gemara that it's clear in the Gemara. But the Rebbe basically says that that's not what was machriach. That's not what forced them to say what they said. In that case, it happens to be that it's actually completely not what forced them because the pasuk is only there to counterbalance the other right. pasuk. Right. But uh, I, I think you can learn from that, that even when the Gemara explains the Maiplegi, that that's just giving you a further window into what's really going on. What right. really got them to say one thing was because of the general Mechlekes, and that bleeds out into how they interpret the Pasuk, how they interpret anything else. So, like, like over here, um, where Rebbe looking at things kipshot mamish and Rabbanon looking at things not kipshot mamish leads us to, uh, to how you look at the Pesukim of L'Halyu and Shema.
0: right. In other words, what's the intention <coughs> where is the where is the braisa coming from what's the exact existential theory so to say to to debivarabanam right. um, it's 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 interesting because when i was looking at this part of the sikha i was thinking to myself it, it, since there's there's it's more it's mostly nigla so i was looking for some sort of Hayra to connect to so i thought about the concept of in a certain sense rabbi is kixava you have to read it as close as possible, or exactly the way the Abishta gave the Taira. This is the way you read it. In other words, maybe you can say that the whole union of Taira, according to Rabbi, is that the way a person changes is is if he reads Taira or if he if he says the Shema the way the Abishter set it up, and to the specific literal. Details, And that's the way a person is uplifted or accomplishes the mission, and Rabbon on the other hand, Rabbon looks at it from a, a different standpoint, perhaps, that in, in we're learning now, the past few weeks we learned about so yeah. after, we can say that the Chachamim, the they wanted the person, Shema, they wanted the person to understand, to listen, because that's the whole idea of Shema, is that the person internalizes the, the, the idea of the, of the oneness of the Ebishter. This actually connects to another point. I once heard that in Shema, so you have Shema, the, the Ayin is big, and then Echad, the Dal, is big. So it actually makes two words. You have famous famously, we know, you, you become an aid, you become a witness, a, a testimony of the oneness of the there. But how is that accomplished? Through Da, through knowing, through, a- through analyzing and thinking about it. And, uh, and dissecting and look, viewing the world and, and coming to a, an appreciation that everything comes from the Eibishter and every single detail of the world is a man- manifestation of how the Eibishter orchestrated it. So in a certain sense, this this idea of da, and and then you become an embodiment, a walking testimony that the Eibishter created the world and, and there's echad, there's only the Eibishter, which this very much connects to, to Rabbanon to, to the Chachamim about... About the fact that say it in a language that really resonates with you, and 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 have that da, have that wisdom become a part of who you are.
1: I love that. That's a very that's a very interesting perspective. You know, they say that you should never ask a question on the pill pole because if you ask a question, then it only gets longer. (laughs) You you can never slug up a pill pole. So, as you're talking now, I'm thinking, can we can we resolve this with the Hemshchag Gemara? Because the Hemshchag Gemara says that. Rabbi Verabon argued about Kriya Shema. Can we apply this to the whole Torah? As the Gemara says, according to Rabbi, it would seem like that the whole Torah could be read in any language, because otherwise, why would Torah have to tell us that Shema has to be a Moshin Kodesh? And the Gemara concludes that really, according to Rabbi, it could be that Torah has to be read Ma Moshin Kodesh. And still Torah has to say Shema, because it says Shema. And same thing with Asr So it comes out, according to the Maskev the Gemara, that the rest of Torah. Is not the same as Shema.
2: There was the rest of Torah. Right.
1: Everybody says could be read this okay. way, could be read that way, and it's only by Shema that they have the machlekes. So how do we tie that in? Maybe it's like, maybe it's that Torah. You know, as long as you're taking harediis from Torah, doesn't matter what language you're doing it in. When it comes to like to, to, to the Ebreishem, maybe to Achdus Hashem or to Shema, maybe over there we can bring in this. Uh, Rebbe, is anything coming to you now as we're talking about
0: it? Yeah, I mean, in, in that, on, in in that, we we see the maila really of, of Rebbe in the most pristine uh, Shema Yisrael that that right. that really is the foundation of of everything. You know, Echad that the whole that that uh, how everything came to be. You have to have Shema Yisrael. There's no way without Shema Yisrael. So, you know, that, that that's where I, I I guess I see I, I see it, yeah, it makes sense when, when you get
1: to the ultimate truth, there it has to be kichsam, you know, Rebbe, yeah, yeah. Rebbe says. Yeah. the <laughs> Me and you, we, we, we look at things not so much kichsam, but the Rebbe has a cook, you know, there's a sikha, uh, I think it's in the Naluf, where the Rebbe deals with Krikiov, right? Rebbe. Right. Because he was a Rebbe, so therefore he, he said it in a certain, certain way, so maybe we can attribute that to a difference in a Rebbe and, and, and chasidim. Now I think we're really going up track. Rebbe, but my name is Rebbe and But anyway, that's that definitely, uh, like a in type thought, right, right. This, because it's very interesting. This is one of those mamish you can count on the fingers of your hand, where there's no hira, right, in the in the in the editing in the in the Built muga. There was a hira because the rebbe spoke carbon and sugya with the lishitasi together. So there was a hira and carbon and which was actually muga as a separate sechah and khalik base. Interesting. Which uh, where we are learning ten years from now in the project. when we'll get there? Five years. Five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stay hopeful it it but, depends uh, if
0: you if depends if you put it on double speed or not aha uh-huh. then it may go faster <laughs> okay uh, so let's
1: there's yeah, so no here's no here i guess that, that's the job of the fabricing and yeah. the sikhs to fabricing and there's no way that we could, uh, we could bring it
0: down yeah so let's go to the next let's go to the
1: next example the next example sift tests sift tests is uh, from Seder Mait, Sukkah. There's a machlekes as to the size of the structure, the physical structure of the Sukkah. Rebbe says that it has to be a minimum of four by four ounce, four by four cubits, which is about six feet by six feet. And the Chachamin say that it much smaller is okay. As long as it's reisha viruba, As long as it's big enough to hold literally the space that your head and most of your body takes up, that's already kosher it's already okay to be to be a structure in the sukkah so the have connects connect it to the machlek is because the pasuk, which gives us the mitzvah of sukkah says teishvu shivas to sit in a sukkah for 7 days and the gemara teaches that teshivu means k'ein tadud you have to sit in the sukkah the same way you would live at home this is by the way now Lashon you know, there is hey, in Sifhe that would said to say, or I think, that was exactly say I think in Sivkesh, it's Lashan Tayrah. is now Lashan Chaza. How do we understand this Ke'in do Rebbe says it has to literally resemble your living quarters. Living quarters don't just describe the way you live, they also describe the actual place. And therefore, it needs to be a minimum size of four by four Amas, which is the place which can be a base deer. Checking the corner to that abundant, the emphasis is on a different word. It's not on the word Taduru, it's on the word Ke'in. So long as it resembles, so long as you've built a structure that you can do somewhat of the Teshbu, somewhat of the sitting, which Satira classifies as or Duruba, you know, enough for your head most of your body, now you're good. You're fulfilling the requirement. And therefore they don't require the uh, the structure to be that big. Of course, the abundant agree that a house is only four by four hours. That was Mitsaiah in R68 from later on, where the abundant agree that when it comes to a bias, it has to be four by four hours. That's not uh, the case on okay. the discussion. The discussion is a sukkah, which is only kein tadiru. And if it's kein tadiru, so long as you're fulfilling that that minimum, you know, not kibshutai, right? so then uh, then you're good. How does this tie into dira with For sure, not tadiru something with dira. That's so. That's a clear
0: answer. I was actually thinking of um, the union of sukkah is 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 hamshachas makif in pnimi. Yeah. So so I'm guessing that's, What's the whole, the whole idea is is that you have a person in a very practical sense. A person may have all these beautiful ideas in in their Avedis Hashem, and it really just hovers around them. It doesn't permeate them. It doesn't. They, they don't do the internal work. So it, it's just b'makif. The is bemakif, The idea of spirituality is bimakif. The whole idea of sukkas is to bring that the is to bring that into your everyday life. So Rabbi. In order to accomplish that, it has to be, it has to resemble a house. What's a house? A house is a very permanent, is, is, is a, a person that doesn't have a house is not a person. A per, the, the house plays a significant role in helping a person internalize and, and bring, bring ideas into a practical data. So for Rebbe, you need, you need the most that resembles a house. The Abundant say, no, you, have, you, don't need, you don't need a, a perfect house. You could even have not such a perfect house to accomplish
1: nice. to accomplish this. It's Civaldo. Taduru, Cain Taduru. Yeah, keain. As long as you have kein. That already that already satisfies it.
0: Which in a certain way, which in a certain way mean F like the pope doesn't stop. In a, certain <laughs> way, in a certain way, that means that. When you're making change, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start the process. I think there's a, there's a, I think, Josh Gordon, he shared in one of the Rambam Shiorim, he shared, he wrote into the Rebbe something, I don't know about what. And the Rebbe said, don't worry about perfection. Get the job done, which was, Uh I, I thought, which was very powerful. Maybe that right. connects over here. It doesn't have to be four by four to get started on your mission or to get started on building something. Right.
1: Put your head and most of your body into it. Exactly. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once, once, once you're already there, then we're guaranteed the rest is going to happen. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll, you'll fulfill it. And you'll ultimately have the bias because the rabban also agree that the bias is... is, is right. Conforming. We get to that. This is the Do you want to speak over the third example? Yeah, let's go to the third example. Okay. We have to
0: have B'cholashin. Is
1: that there the you go? Exam-? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, here, the evidence says clearly that Abdelik is going to get to the Lashin, the Dams, and the other. Um, this is a, a, a special din when it comes to conditions. Typically, we tend to look at conditions as literally as they translate, they make certain actions conditional. If I say, I'm only going to give you a $100 if you climb the ladder. So the condition limits the words. I'm not just going to give you $100 and then you go and climb the ladder. When you climb the ladder, I'll give you $100. That's how we're typically conditioned to look at conditions. But in in the Torah, we reveal that uh, many, many times actions and conditions can be separated. The action isn't contingent on the condition, but it takes effect. And then the condition has to be fulfilled. So the question is, when a person says the words al minas, there's different ways of saying conditions. If a person says al the Gemara gives the example of a person who tells his wife, Harei he hands her the get, he hands her the bill of divorce, and he says, this is going to be your divorce on the condition that you give me 200 zoos. So here there's a machlekas of Rabbi Varebana. How do we interpret the words al minas? Rabbi says, When you say al-manas, it is actually like you're saying, you're divorced right now. There's going to be a condition. Later you'll give me $200. Chachamim say no. al means that he made the get contingent on the condition. The way that Rabbi explains it is this is two different ways of looking at what the person is doing. See, the play Mamish In actuality, he's giving his wife a divorce. And he's saying the words, There's a a speech, and there's a physical action that he's doing right now. So the question is how we look at that. Rabbi says, you have to take that Dibur and that Maisa at face value. In its most literal sense, he gave the get. So even if he said, His real intent was to say, And later you did the tonight. But according to the Rabbanon, he didn't say the word meachshav. You want to put in to his mouth the word meachshav. So, so the Rabbanon said, we're not ready to do that. Even though it's going to come out that now his action and his words and he gave the get and said, this is your get are not going to be mamish kibshutam. However, it's somewhat of a maisen. We don't have to look at his maisen people we're fully kibshutam. That's okay if we just say, you know what? He meant to give the get. When you give the when you fulfill the condition, right. This is not a lashon d' Torah now. This is the Torah discussing how we look at human expressions. When a human says "almanas," do we have to take it take it most literally or not so literally? Another result of that uh, of that mechelikus. How do we That's translate this tough. one? It's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. As you were talking, I'm thinking there's a there's a concept of one mitzvah at a time. In in other words, in other words, I was once flying to Eretz and a person right near me, um, I asked him, "Would you like to put on film?" So he said, "Sure." And I put on film on him. Then I came to the back uh, for whatever it was, uh, conversation. There were some other yidin over there, and they asked me. How do you put on tefillin on on that person? I saw what he was eating, so I said, basically said what 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 always say, one mitzvah at a time. This is a mitzvah. This is this is a, an opportunity for a to connect with the avish there. And uh, today he did this mitzvah, so I'm thinking in a certain way, you, maybe you can say, in this situation, the fact of the matter is that the that the husband did a ma'isa. He did a ma'isa. He's He's doing a ma'isa. So you're going to take away the mice on, on the almanas
1: on a condition? Let, you know, huh. one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. So the maise, so the mice is meachshav. Yeah, meachshav. Don't start giving me conditions that he has to do it uh, later. He'll do it later. He'll give the staka later. He'll, he'll, he'll eat the kosher later.
0: Exactly. I'll bring him tzitzis and negelvasa and a yarmulke and brachis. We'll, we could get to there too. There's no we'll almanas to over here. So what's the rabbanah? Uh, this time I'll, I'll, we're going to take the rabbanah. <laughs> we're going to have to work out. We need a tzrichus for that.
1: <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah. They don't want to learn any any action into it. They're also, you know, it's interesting because they, they also take on that the get happens and, and the ma'isa happens. We, we look at the ma'isa missingness in the ma'isa, you know as an action, you just put it on the condition that something else is going to happen later, right? Maybe, maybe that's like the deeper so way. Does, of, so it does take of, effect of right away. At. Well, it doesn't actually take effect right away. Because, uh, you know, it's so long as you, as you didn't do it, right? I mean, there's a place that I was if we're already getting into the Nicholas in the R. 71 that I was been signed to a and get over there with that attack. It down. This deals with how that abundant look at in the in between stage, right? Is it a doubt? Is it for sure not? Um, we have we have the rebbe's gam. Yeah, rebbe says so long as you're exactly. doing the ma'ase. Yeah. even if he he Himamish said it's on condition, he said the words right. almanaz.
0: Right, right.
1: Doesn't make a difference.
0: Wow, the ma'ase, uh, the
1: ma'ase, the ma'ase now.
0: The ma'ase stands. Very good. Okay, so maybe where are we? We're in Sif Yuralish. Moving on to the fourth example, you want to go? Let, to? Let's do one more example, and then and then we'll just give
1: a a or an overview to close okay. it. Okay. Okay. This is the fourth example. This is a uh, example from Seder Nizikin. It actually appears also in Seder Kachin, and in fact, by the Fabrenian, the Rebbe said this as the Indian in Seder Kachin the Muga Sikha became the Indian of Nizikin, and the Reb explains in the Ha'ara in seventy three that it's because only in Zikin do we find the Hasbara in the words of Rebbe and Rabbanu. The question is, when you're Mezid bin Ila, if you had pleasure or you benefited from something which was consecrated to the Besamikdash on purpose, the question is, what's your punishment? Is it just a uh, lav or you also get the death punishment? So Rebbe says you get even death. Chambz <laughs> said only Bazhar. The Gemara explains because there is a all the dinim that we know about meila are learned from truma. The pasuk says hate by mi'ila, and the pasuk says hate by truma. So we learn from truma that there is an aveda to be made in meila. So Rabbi says, if the whole thing is learned from truma, so we have to take it all all the details, including the death penalty. Which says that Rabbanu no. It's enough we me the gzeder It's enough we apply the lav. You don't have to go applying the death penalty. Which, by the way. Here you see that you see what I was saying before. The Gemara gives the husband a bit of your Rebbe Rebbe. But the Rebbe says there's something deeper. There's, there's the general way of how you look at L'Shaynas and Chazal that tell you why Rabbi says this way and why the Rebbe say that way. The Rebbe says when you're learning something from something else, you got to learn it all the way. And the Rebbe okay. says it's enough. When you're learning from one thing, just take one thing. You don't have to take everything.
0: So let's analyze the klal prat that, that component.
1: What's Is that, that over here? Kolbad
0: is the next one. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Go you on. You want to go to
1: that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah you have a vote on that one.
0: No, no, no. W- let's just because I because I, 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 you mentioned you mentioned that, but we'll continue. Let's finish this one up and see. Okay.
1: Okay. Sure. So, so what's the avedaship is that? It, it, let's it, go it, to the next one. Okay. There's an interesting flip side to this one in, in the heart of 75 because it seems like an elsewhere in Shas. The right. Rebbe But are the ones that say, when you learn from something, you have to learn all the way from something. Right. says, that you learn from something and then you can reapply it to the target context. And the Reb explains, one of the differences that Rebbe explains is that it depends if there's already an asra. If there's already dinim that you know in the target context, then you don't have to apply everything from the source. But if you don't know anything, then you have to fully take from the source. That's that's Shita's mm-hmm. Revi. So I'm thinking now, in the it, it has a very stark reflection. If you have something going on already and you're coming to learn from somebody else, so then, Taka, you might not have to take everything. You take what you can and you, you apply it to the context that you have. But as the host garnished, if there's no Asra and you're coming to take from somewhere else, then you have to go all the way.
0: Maybe that's Prat and Shema. That the Shema. Uh-huh. Maybe that's Pshat and Rebbe. Shema, shema. B'chalatayra. kichsava. Right. Maybe Taka, when it comes to Shema, we have no say. <laughs> right. Only the Ebeshter. there.
1: comes to Yadam you in your life, you have an Asra. So you take right. the potato, what you can, not touch it into your language, are not your language. Shema Yisra, Hashem Lakin, no, Hashem Lachad. There's no other option. It has to be kichsava.
0: Good. Right. Time right.
1: not with Rebbe, but with Rebbe and another Barplukta, Rebbe Sebra Yehuda. And the Rebbe says that it's very possible that whenever Rebbe argues with another Tana, they take the place of the Rabbanon and adopt their general shita. So here the machlekes is when it comes to Klishardes, shasam Shalitz, service vessels in the Beis Mikdash were that were made of wood. Typically, it has to be metals. And here he made it out of wood. So Rebbe says it's pasal. Rebbe bar Yehuda says it's kosher. The question is, how do Rebbe and Rebbe bar Yehuda look at terminologies in the Torah? When it comes to the minayda, the Pasuk has an inclusive, followed by an exclusive, followed by an inclusive term. It says, any material. Then it says, Zohav has to be gold. And then it says, minayda, the minayda can be made, again, with no limits on the material. So the question is, what's the function of the exclusive term? And what's the function of the final inclusive term? Rabbi goes with what's called because everything in Torah is generalities, and then details. When the Torah first says you have to make the menorah out of anything, it means literally anything. Then when Torah says gold, that prat is mefaret, the cloud. In other words, it gives the only detail of the cloud. It has to be gold. When Torah follows that with an inclusive term, what the inclusive term tells us is that, yes, we have to add some other materials, but they have to be guided by the prat. So in this case, it would be just like it's gold, is a metal, it can be made out of any metal. But nothing else, only metals. A basic Yehuda says, no, we don't follow a cloud of Prat. We follow what's called ribuyu miut. Ribuy means the first terminology is totally inclusive. Again, everything is included. But then when Torah says it has to be gold, it doesn't mean to limit everything to gold. It just means that one thing is taken away. It's mimai that lessens the generality. So when that Prat or miut is followed by another ribuy, we learn to actually be marba everything. Everything is included except for one thing limited by the word Zav, which is, as the Gemara explains, is pottery. Because pottery, even Abiyat says, because it's low quality, you wouldn't even bring it to a governor, so you certainly don't bring it to the Yemesh. Right. So here again we see, right, the Gemara explains what the Machlechah is. But what's the underlying svarah behind that? Why would you look at Torah a method of kaluprat, or a method of ribu yomiot? So the Rebbe comes into play once again. Rebbe is the one who says, Everything has to be in its most literal, most kibshutay, most prata. So therefore, when you're learning one thing from another, it makes most sense to say that it's ke'ena prat, just like the prat, daimim prat, as the Rebbe quotes from Rashi and Zuckerman. However, the Rabbanon, they go with, or the Beis in this case, ribuyu miute, which means even if it's not daimim it the prat, we're going to be married by everything so long as it's within the realm. They're only going to be maimed chedis. So that's the fifth, second to last example.
0: Right. You have a word on that, or we're closing on Um the whole Klaal of prat, the Suggy of Klaal of prat, is a, a. I think the Rebbe spoke about another Um but just stam. Um, sometimes you look at something from the generality of of the mission, like there. Let's say you have. The you know the purpose of the creation of the world. So you have the klal, and then you have there's a lot of pratim to that cloud. You have people. Every person accomplishes that klal in their pratistic, their specific lifestyle. And and the rebbe in in and you see how how the rebbe talks about the you know people who have uh, the employee, the employer, you know the right. milis in, in in every single mission or the uh, role that a person is in and how that matches the cloud of accomplishing accomplishing the mission and adra but we need all the pratim
1: to the to complete the cloud sure so you're saying whether it's the to the prat or not to the prat depends on whether you're focused on the cloud or on the prat. Yeah. Epsaze. Episai.
0: Yeah. You want to go with the final
1: example, or we're already over time? I, I think, let's
0: just do a, a, just a quick um, if you could just give an overview of the three examples of not really an <coughs> overview, but the focus of how the Rebbe brings many different examples Lashen, and the, and we'll close with that.
1: Yeah, so now that we see the, the detailed examples of the zikha, I think we can appreciate a little bit more what we meant when we talked about going into the this Fabrenian, about the general uh, approach to the Shittaset. Here we see a machlekes about Kriyashma, how it has to be recited. Literal Hebrew, other languages. Then we have a machlekes about the size of a sukkah. Then we have a machlekes about a person who gives a divorce on a condition. A machlekes about a person who benefits from hektesh. And a machlekes about making holy vessels out of wood. You look at it on the surface, there's no connection. And there really isn't any connection. And the Gemara itself demonstrates that there's no connection because in each place the Gemara gives a different reason for the machlekes. Here it's about how you dash in of Here it's how you dash in Here it's how you look at the words of Hallel and Shema. Here it's how you look at the word Almanas. But the Rebbe says there's a What well, that means is there's an un, that there's a foundation to this building. These are six floors of a building all being held up by one single basic question, and that is when you have a Lushin. Do you look at it kibshutei, or do you look at it bchalah, or, or or not kibshutei? Do you look at it bchalah pratum, or not bchalah pratum? Rabbi who says you look at it kibshutei—it's very interesting in the And You can hear that Rabbi go through all the examples in one breath. I wish I could play the audio for you. Rabbi goes, Rabbi was all the kiddush ma kechsav and al dera gzer by suka and al dera gzer by eved al manaz and al dera gzer by karbonets and al dera gzer by hazadim dila. In other words, it's all one thing—not that one didn't brought to the other, but one yisayid brought to all six or seven. The same thing with the Rabbanan, that it's that same that they say that Allah doesn't have to be Bakhala Pratim that goes and carries them through all the. i continue to be misamic in the Rebbe's Taylor and uh, to find the treasures and the pearls and the gems that are contained in this, in this really in this Taylor's Chayyim, Taylor's Emma's, Taylor's Achas, and Taylor's Mitzchas forever for every single one of us. Thank you,
0: Rabbi Yasi Lipsker, for joining, for bringing on the Sikha and your contribution this week. Really amazing, um, giving people an opportunity to learn the Sikha, the Iyum, uh, next level, really next level. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Pleasure being here. <laughs> Ainadu, 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 I I I la that old, my Oh, he did not die in that old. I in that old, he that I that Mamma, oh, yeah, Mama, oh, mamma, Mama, oh, ah, Mama, mama. oh,